Alright. Turnip comes to town by turnip. So I was watering my boss's cypress tree when my sister pedaled up on her bicycle. She was gasping for breath because she and my mother live over the hill in a better part of town. Benny, she panted, and through her panting I saw a smile. There's a stranger in town, she said. And just like that, I was smiling too, and hopping on the back of her bicycle, and hooting and hollering, my smile twice the size of her own. Sissy biked against the wind, and I began to ask her, Is he? But before I could finish my question, Sissy replied, Yes, he is 35 years old with as many tattoos. We rode to my mother's house. I was worried that our laughter would break the door down. Father was out in the garden. My mother was in the house, so my father was out in the garden. What's going on, he demanded. But his barking trailed into hearty chuckles at the sight of our high spirits. We said in unison, there's a stranger in town. And the words rested over my father's face in a grin. A stranger in town, he smiled. I wonder who he's going to get off on. Come to the high school with us, I said. We will find out. My father's smile lit the earth and felt the darkness the second he heard my mother's booming footsteps from the second story of our home. It was like watching a rose bloom and die in the same second. Resignation sucked the blood from my father's eyes, uncombed his hair. He said, I will only slow you down. And as we sped away, he looked like a cypress tree, weeping. When we got to the high school, the Rotary Club had already bowed down before the stranger, the cheer squad as well, their knees like raw meat on the blacktop, their heads bent just below his navel. I grimaced like a skull. We are too late, I told my sissy. But when the stranger exhaled from his vape, its flume crossed the blacktop and engulfed me. By the time I could see, the stranger was an inch from my face. His jacket was leather and his skin was likewise. He spoke three simple words. What's up, bitch? The sound of his voice mixed my body and spun the world. Before I could get my bearings, the stranger had led my sister and I to a gentleman's club which we did not know existed. My sissy tried speaking to him. Everyone is wondering who you're going to get off on, she stammered. He was nothing. He said nothing and handed us dollar bills to throw at women. I had never thrown anything at a woman. But a dancer flipped her legs over my shoulders and licked her own navel. And I handed her a dollar, saying, I tip for things I cannot do myself. The stranger laughed and I sent my sister home. As the evening drew on, the dancers grew haggard. A woman shot a ping-pong ball from her cesarean section. <laughs> from her cesarean section. <laughs> Look at that, I said. What did you say, the stranger demanded? I assumed by his barking that I'd made a faux pas. Shame-faced, 
I repeated. Look at that. The stranger took me close. He whispered, so you see it too. He pointed to the dancer. That isn't a man or a woman. That's nothing but a thing. Like a tree or the light in the dark. He smelled like stale beer and rain, and I thought to myself maybe it had been raining wherever the stranger came from. That man-woman thing, he continued, and I had already lost his train of thought, that has nothing to do, and he pointed at the stripper, with that. I smiled. The stranger smiled back without moving his face, and suddenly I realized that the stranger was gonna get off on me. We stumbled into the room of a motor hotel. There was a mini bar, and I asked the stranger if I should make him a drink. No, he spat. Coffee. So I brewed it. A tattoo on the back of the stranger's thigh read, Jealousy. He stopped me as I went to taste it. Wait, he panted, and through his panting I saw a smile. Are you baptized? He asked me. I started to ask, is is that like a deal breaker for you? But he'd already crossed the room and was brandishing the coffee pot. He spoke Latin as he poured it over my head. Black coffee painted white skin, pink and lilac, and then white again as the skin peeled away. My mother is laughing in heaven, the stranger said. You have saved her from dishonor. Then the stranger was instantly vulnerable. I only wrote her a letter one time, he wept. It did not say I love you. The stranger had the letter on hand. He waved it in my face. I thought for sure he would strike me by accident. Three simple words, the stranger opined. But I couldn't say them. He had buried his fingernails into his palm. So I took that palm in my own and said gently, Say them now. We spoke until the sun rose and the sky was pink and lilac and the stranger never got off on me. I slept only one hour, in which time the stranger left. I woke to an empty room, me and a King James Bible with a letter on top of it. It said three simple words. Thank you, bitch. Well, pretty poetry always did make my eyes water. But in the instant that I read that letter, I became heavy and dry like an aching leaf. It was as though I'd aged 35 years overnight. I longed for quiet, for a house over the hill with a window to stare out of. I walked back to my boss's house. His cypress tree was dead. I assumed I had been fired. I balled up the stranger's letter, and I buried it in the ground, which was withered and inhospitable just like me. I watered it with the dryness of my tears, which, like the pain which precipitated them, would never evaporate. And then suddenly, the wind blew thick with destiny. My sadness was crushed under its own weight as the earth heaves pressure upon itself until the sand that was becomes a conflict diamond, and the stranger's letter was also indelibly changed. From its seed, a poem grew, 
and I read it aloud, and my smile at the world, for I was filled with the salvation that a stranger's love brings.